everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I am James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going to the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. That's uh, right. I'm used to, for some reason, uh-huh. I thought I had to do that introduction alone. But I have a co-host, and yeah. that's you, Colin. But the thing, the really funny thing is, it's not even just you and me today. Right. So we have a it's guest. Like, I, I couldn't be less alone. We have AJ Gennaros here to, to back us up as as a you know sort of like a third like a, a backup backup and i think that's really good oh thank god i was looking I around agree. the room wondering who was who was the extra yeah. person <laughs> okay so if everyone's looking us... around for the extra person uh then the extra person is you right yeah look to your left and right if there is no extra person you are the extra person <laughs> or you're alone oh well, James, you're not alone. Or they're today. behind you. Ah! Uh, that's such an optimistic way to look at loneliness. If you don't see an extra person <laughs> to your left or right, yeah. it's you. Welcome. <laughs> well, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about Ant-Man and the Wasp. But first, uh, since this is AJ's first time being on our show, I think Colin has a couple of questions to ask. I do. First and foremost, AJ, as always, we love to ask people about what their history is with Marvel, whether it be comic books cartoons, the non-MCU Marvel movies, or the MCU? Like, where did you get started? How did you get here? I think the first uh, Marvel, like, the first thing that got me into it was uh, Iron Man in 2008, because I didn't really get into the comics or anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't really big into graphic novels until, like, pretty recently. So uh, the movies were my really big onboarding. We've heard that a lot, actually. Iron Man is a big is a yeah. big onboard for people. Um, that's your yeah. I think the past couple of guests we've had have actually said that. Yeah, a lot of folks have been saying that, and I think it's pretty cool too because like that is a testament, I think, to the product of what Iron Man itself was, which was it was the first one. Yeah. And so, if it had been anything else, would it have been as successful? You know what I mean? And like when when I was so I was in. Fresh out of out of college when that came out. That's 2008. So I was like right out of college, and I had you know I had watched your your Daredevils and your your Ghosts Rider and stuff, um, and been like and like Fantastic Four and whatever, and been like okay, Fantastic Four. N- none of these are going to be as good as the Spider Man movies, mm-hmm. and nothing none of them are going to be as good as Spider Man for 2. sure. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man Three had come out the year before, so like Iron Man flew under my radar because of yeah. the technology he has. Um, but also like I, I didn't, I didn't clock Iron Man for being the start of something. I looked at it as the continuation of something that I was sort of, uh, had waning interest in. And it's funny to think of like, looking back, of course it was the start of, of something huge, but I just didn't, I didn't see it then. That's really weird for me. And thank you for mentioning the Spider-Man movies because that technically should be my answer to this question. But like, also, I I was a child, so I didn't right, know sure. that it was like part of a bigger universe. So right. like, if I were to say I got into Marvel for this reason, it's because my band teacher decided to have a movie day, and it was Iron Man, and I was like, wait, I thought this was nerd shit. <laughs> The second question is, uh, what projects are you working on now and where can people find them? So my big projects are uh, Shattered Worlds RPG, which is run by Jeff Richardson. It's a system that he created. It's a very big sci-fi adventure where you get to play in this like post-war-ridden world. 
It's very fun. It's all a big play test, and it's wonderful. That's awesome. And then the other project that I have going on is Christmas Tide Ohio, which I play with my friends uh, Kate Harlow, Diana Lorraine, uh, Sam, I believe her last name is omitted, so I can't say it, and Kristen Devine. Mm -hmm. And we just, uh, it's a Kids on Bikes campaign, so imagine like Goonies or It, Stranger Things, but takes place in a Hallmark town. Uh So we're just finding out mysteries on this weird farm in Ohio. (laughs) That's awesome. Very good, very good. That's fantastic. I think that there were not enough kids on bikes on any of the Christmas movies I've seen on Hallmark. So yeah. Um, My only question for you is: Is how many big city lawyers come to your town? Oh, so Ooh. so many, and they all end up staying okay, for that's, mysterious that's reasons. Yeah, that's crucial. Right. Yeah. Lumberjacks that also make cookies. Um, local mechanics that love to do like play the role of Santa for like the local orphanage. Every um, single trope. The right. high school football guy that like could have gone pro but had that one injury, so he's still in town, but like he's actually a decent guy. You know? Hermits that may be mercenaries and also maybe Krampus. Just like all the all the mm. tropes. Yeah. Hmm. That last one, hmm. Oh, you've not seen a Krampus bounty hunter? <laughs> on the Hallmark channel? I yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Ask your mom, because I'm pretty sure, sure they're yeah. they're on the like third or fourth of them. Um, wait, you haven't seen Don't Krampus or Holiday <laughs> Cheer? Wait, is, wait, is that real? Because that feels real. <laughs> is that real? Or is I that wish just it amazing? Was. That's just amazing. Yeah. Okay, good. That's very good. Very, I have a very particular set of holiday skills. <laughs> Being on this podcast for five years, you, right. you get it. <laughs> mm, big Man on Krampus uh, is the Ooh. one where it's the local community college. Yep. Uh, and Krampus goes back to school and falls yeah, in love with the not, professor. It's not a, that's not a Christmas movie at all. It's just it happens to have the same character. Right, yeah. It's just yeah. Krampus like in the... Po- like Because obviously then it would be winter break, so it's got to be right. before the holiday season. Yeah, it actually takes place during spring break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only breaks. It's, he goes back to school, but we never see him go to school. Exactly. Right. AJ, we are very happy to have you here. Um, I'm going to continue to keep things on track because I'm kind of... a a little bit of a taskmaster in 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 terms of uh scheduling and keeping things uh on track i'm not unlike a train conductor uh well i'm i'm incredibly unlike a train conductor so let's move on um we are going to be talking about ant-man and the wasp we're going to start at 59 seconds and we're going to go through two minutes and 16 seconds and here's what happens now i'm going to start the narrative but then i'm going to kick it over to my man hank about halfway through so uh that is a Rapper's Delight reference, and now let's get going. Janet and Hank, in their Wasp and Ant-Man suits respectively, emerge through a grate to find that the missile they were trying to stop has already launched. <laughs> Janet says, I told you we should ask for directions. Hank says, for the last time, drop it. They latch onto it and attempt to get in by cutting into the plating. And now Hank's going to take over the narration. I said halfway through, but what I meant was after the first paragraph. Hank in a voiceover says, the only way to disarm the missile was to get inside it, but the plating was too thick. The only way in was to shrink between the molecules. We both knew that if you go that small, there's no coming back. It should have been me, but my regulator was but my regulator was damaged. Your mother's wasn't. And Janet says, Tell Hope I love her. And Hank says, what was that? No, he he hears her. It's fine. And then Hank says, She turned it off, and then uh Hank in, in the time says, Janet, no! And then back into Hank with voiceover says, and went subatomic to deactivate the bomb. 
And then here's the stage directions because I thought they were delightful. Janet flies into the missile and shrinks until she cannot be seen. <laughs> she, fly through, she flies through various systems, disarming the machine and making sparks fly everywhere. Um, and then it says the rocket, the rocket tumbles and splashes into the ocean. Hank concludes his voiceover by saying, your mother saved thousands of lives that day, knowing she'd be lost in the quantum realm. Alone, afraid, gone forever. Now, I uh, I have three talking points. Plus, I want to okay. tell you about a game I almost had us play, but then I decided not to. But before we get into any of that, what are your thoughts or feelings about this scene, starting with AJ? I really enjoyed this scene, mostly because... Uh, it's such a fun look at, like, if you're coming at this, uh, if you're coming at this franchise from not the chronological way that we're looking the, at The it. normal way. We right. can say normal. It's fine. That's fine. Right. <laughs> the normal way. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. If we're coming at it the normal way, this isn't the Ant-Man you're familiar with. Right. So getting a look at this, like, early day S.H.I.E.L.D. mission is really interesting. It definitely sure. tells you a lot about, uh, you're like, hey, why is the cranky old man so goddamn cranky? <laughs> right? Right. And, and he go, wishes oh. he had a cranky to get the platy open. Right. Well, I was going to say it's because he couldn't crank his belt. Yeah. And so his Then he had wife, to crank his belt yeah. by himself for 30 years. Jesus, James. What's that now? What's that now? Well, I, I don't know. In Quantumania, there might be, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Um. Anyway, that's... <laughs> and now we just love to crank off in solitude? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know? Cranking mania. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was the previous title for the third movie. And Big went, Man no. and Crankus. Okay. Yeah, I just said, yeah, okay, to, to move us on. Uh, <laughs> You're such a taskmaster. We just have so many cranking jokes, I feel like, today. And uh-huh. I feel like, I think we've hit our limit. Um, so What's one more crank? Uh, probably enough to pass out. Um, so I think though <laughs> that uh, my only thought on this scene, actually, that's not true. I have I have a couple thoughts, but the first, my my main one, my biggest gripe with the MCU Uh-oh. is that sometimes they will design something that is perfect, uh-huh. and then it reminds me a lot of Apple. They go, "We need to mm-hmm. innovate," but they don't yeah. actually need to. Yeah, right? red apples. And are so fine. they. So they change, okay. So they change some of their products because they go like this will give it a more modern yep. look or whatever, and then yeah. you go or a new thing like let's take away the aux cable, right? Uh, and it's just like, yeah, as, a, as an example. <laughs> um, but it's like the Iron Man suit. The Iron yeah. Man suit in Iron Man One, perfect. Mark Iron Man one, suit absolutely. in Iron Man Two, loved it, right? Yeah. Um, like the one with like the uh, the like triangle shape. That sure. is, I think, to me, the peak. Uh, Iron Man suit, um, the the look in Avengers, which was basically just a refresh of the very like not the very first, obviously not Mark One, but like the one that he actually creates, like when he first comes home, kind of thing. Yeah, that one's also very good, right? Then we start getting into this really weird, like, hey, nanotech. And you're like, cool, so it can just nanotech its way into the original look. No, okay, it looks bad. Hmm, okay, weird, weird yeah, choice. Yeah, never looks the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's weird. The face is too long. Anyway, uh, but the thing is, Ant Man did the same thing, right? Which is, mm. what well, we haven't seen it yet. I get it. So you're you're gonna hear the first part of my complaint now, and in like two years when we finally see Ant Man, maybe maybe longer, um, 
Uh, it'll probably be longer. Um, done weird things to it. Yeah, it'll definitely be longer. But in a few years, you're going to hear me say it again. You'll go, oh, that's right. He did say that back in 2023. Uh, the 80s Ant-Man suit looks perfect. Like, mm. it is such a good design. And then they just don't use that again. Yeah. And it also progressively gets worse. And I don't know why. Well, it's like how Weezer, the blue album is perfect. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Making, true. You know. Yeah. Weezer is the Ant-Man in the 80s of music. And then they made Ratitude, and you went, okay. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Disney movie that Weezer did the soundtrack for, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ooh, um, I look just like Donald Ducky. And this technically still counts because Marvel is owned by Disney. <laughs> They're like, oh, the hey, if you're wondering if, if I want you to, I want you to, I want you to. Go change those costume designs. Anyway, um, that's my other Weezer. <laughs> that's a uh, fantastic uh, Weezer ratitude specific Thank track you. joke. Yeah. Uh. So okay. So that there's that thought. The Which I want to talk about this it. missile with, with you too. Okay. So, uh, this missile she goes subatomic and goes through it, right? Yes. But like, how does she? How does she get the forward momentum to continuously get smaller mm-hmm. and force her way like through and upwards? Yes. Wouldn't it make... I guess, but I, do, do they move fast enough to keep up with a rocket going that fast? They were barely big enough to do that when she was yeah. the size she was before she started going subatomic. The thing about pim particles. I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I just feel like they, they have her going in like a forward trajectory, right? To me, what would make more sense is, is to basically f- go through it and then have the missile effectively pass through her to some right. extent. Well, that's definitely not gone, the way of saying that. But like, right, to go, right, you know to go through her body. Right. Well, for her... To, to go into okay, her body to and her, then out of... Basically, for her to fall her. through it, basically. No. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. For her to fall through, basically, and break it as it goes, versus her somehow flying through it, going right. even faster than a propelled rocket. Now, okay, they were starting yeah. with the same speed as the rocket. So all you have to do is 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 if you throw her, like, now, now let me pitch you this, and I do okay. mean that, uh, pun intended. I'm pitching Janet. She gets small, and then Hank throws her as she gets small so that she has that forward momentum and can... But he doesn't throw her. No, I know, but he oh. should have, is what I'm saying. Like, that's, I that's my... I'm pitching a pitch, and... Uh, you You're know. pitching that Hank lays his hands on his wife and throws her as hard as he can. Right. It's right. true to the comic. True book. to the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But Fair. so yeah, I I agree with you that there's it, there's a there's a there's an element of of propulsion that uh, they don't um really explore. Although probably they're also like I have this issue with like yeah technically she's going into the quantum realm of the molecules of the rocket because she's inside the mm-hmm. rocket and she like bangs around and then keeps on going. So like I have a whole issue that is not going to be explored about like, sure. she's going to land. Let's just say in a, in a couple of years, we're going to talk, we're going to find Janet having landed and having sort of made camp. Okay. I don't think this one actually landed. But where, if we zoomed out... There's no way this isn't a Stark missile either. Like, we do the, like, you know... Was it Bill Nye that was, like, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out? Perhaps. Was that... I think so. Anyways. 
Uh, he's always doing stuff like that, zooming out and stuff. Um, <laughs> on Zoom, zooming on Zoom. That's that's a good now, Bill Nye. That's a that's a segment title for you. Um, where is she? If she zooms, if we zoom out of the quantum, oh, I'm so sorry. Is she in the rocket um, at the bottom of the ocean or? No, I'm there. Child. That's a good question. Is she Thanks. is she GPS locked to you know twenty longitude? I don't know how this stuff works. You know, uh, yeah, whatever altitude she is, or Alt- does yep. does it like is the molecule world attached then to the missile instead of the world? You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. like, is is she technically inside a missile or is she inside the the world? Or is she inside the universe? Like, what? How far out does? How how high up does this go? Yeah, it's missiles all the way down. Well, this one certainly is. Yeah, yeah. We never see this one land. That's true. I okay, okay. Now here's a here's a question for you. Where do you think it does land? I mean, there there's a lazy answer, and it's the ocean. And then you're like, probably there's a seventy percent chance you're right. Um, or, <laughs> do you think it goes in the ocean? Tony or Stark's like... weapons factory. Mm-hmm. It has a return GPS uh, module that if it loses power, it, it goes back home. But also screwing up with the insides like that probably would have ruined its course quite a bit. Is it a Tony Stark missile? I tried. I did try to look up the serial numbers on the side of the missile and I found uh, nothing at all. Because, wait, why would they be taking out a Stark missile, though? But, like, think about this. Why, how did Janet and Hank get there so fast if it wasn't America? I know, I know, I had, we had talked before, I think before we started recording about how it was Russia or Russian yeah. missile or whatever. But we, it launches as they get there, but they knew about it in time for it to be an emergency. It has to be an American something. Or something on American soil, maybe Cuba, maybe a Cuba thing. Could be a Cuba thing. Maybe but there was no there was no light Latin beat underneath the scene, so like I don't know how you it wasn't know. like slightly yellowish either. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, because here's here's the other thing to consider though, right? Is like if they're attached to it, yeah, right. Then surely, okay, let's say because we see them before this episode that we've recorded, uh, we talked about them saying goodbye to right. their child AJ. Um, sorry, that was me addressing AJ, not saying right. that AJ was the child. That would be a plot twist. Yeah, yeah. AJ Hope. Right, yeah. AJ quote Hope. Um, so, like, the idea is that, like, they clearly knew that they were going somewhere. Like, they weren't going from LA, I think. Or rather, they weren't getting to the rocket in LA. It's not like they went two blocks down and jumped on the thing. Right. So, to me, this is like, hey, we know that they're going to attempt to launch this thing. So, they get on a plane, they go somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then they get there and they're just a little too late. So then they attached themselves to it yeah. is how I see that going. But it's, then that does put them just over the ocean with, I don't know, maybe an hour to spare kind of thing. How long was he working on that panel? Now, I ain't going to lie to you. The boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. Okay, so I did find something just now, okay. which is that uh, this is technically a source from later in the film. Okay. Um, or no, sorry, it's actually from the first Ant Man film. I'm so sorry. Right. Because um, we have seen a glimpse of this before right. that we like. 
it's too short to have gone back to, and I knew that we were coming here. I may right. actually skip it in the movie when we get there, but um, he That's says, Hank Pym tells Hope, um, it was 1987, separatist, separatists had hijacked a Soviet missile silo in Kursk. Kursk, Russia, uh, and launched an ICBM at the United States. So that's what it. So it is so what, from Russia. Is uh, it's in Russia. It's like, uh, it's like uh, almost. I don't know. Like I don't know how many miles it would be considered, but like it's very close to the border of Ukraine. Okay. It's like Oof. it's like south of Moscow. It's close to Ukraine and uh, Belarus. It's like kind of like e- almost equal distance. Mm. To the, to those two, you could make like a little triangle. So they took a flight. They maybe took the Concorde over. Yeah, they probably they probably flew over there, and then I'm assuming that they are uh, flying just straight up over the ocean and going towards you know the eastern seaboard there. Uh, but then also Alaska always says that they could see like Russia from their house. So maybe they could have sure. the way that the they, trajectory goes. Maybe they kind of go up and around a little bit. I don't know. I did't know that Sarah Palin was going to be on this uh, on this particular. Program. I never thought I would mention her yeah, in this show either. So that's certainly a time. Um, my daughter tonight said, uh, "So if you like uh, drained the part of the ocean up there, could you walk from like America to Alaska? Like, could you?" I was like, "You can walk to. You have to cross into Canada, but you can already. You don't have to drain anything." And, um, that's my yeah. Alaska story from today. Yeah. I mean, your feet so. will sure hurt, but but if you're determined, yeah, yeah, please, exactly. Right? It's a yeah. long walk. Listen, but uh, cold walk. Holy <laughs> shit! Mm. Now, ooh, so you're saying it could be going east towards California? Yeah, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. So I'm assuming because I, I I don't think they ever say what city they are attacking, right? No, right. Yeah. So I, I imagine it is either California, like towards back home, or it is DC, which also could kind of make sense. Or I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, since it's separatists and stuff like that, and they are trying to do something, sure. it could potentially not even be towards American citizens. Sure. It could be that they are keeping it from launching and landing somewhere <laughs> over in right. their actual. It could you be know. Ukraine separatists trying to separate from right. Russia. Uh, now that I know that it's like a separatist and it's like, you know, it's not actual like Russian government kind of thing, right? Right. I feel as though that means that there are going to be people who have like tabloids and are going to be looking at this and going, why are we helping the Russians? Right. Because it's the mm. Cold War. We have this, you know, nationalistic thing. So what are your ideas on how like the 1987's version of QAnon? I don't know who that would be. Maybe just Ronald Reagan. Q um, and none. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. That's sure. Quantum mania. Quantum Con. That's uh, this. this thing, that's the convention uh, for it. Janet actually. tried to put on. It was poorly attended. Yeah. People couldn't find it. It was too small. Right. Um, Not big enough. The, the turnout was very small. There, yeah, that, damn, <laughs> that, there we got it. Yeah. Uh, we got good. there. Uh, so yeah. how do you think, like, what, what do you think the, like, Alex Jones of 1987 would be screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, cause it's not necessarily a cover up. I feel like this is like, you know, why is the U S government helping Russia kind of thing? Right. Like what are, what are the people saying? J Jonah Jameson mm-hmm. has all black hair because he's still young. Cause it's yeah. 1987. He's yelling about the, the menace of the, uh, of the superheroes, the masked, mm. the masked commies that live among us. These these pinkos in 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 tight tights, 
that are trying to both uh, uh, subvert America's freedom and also uh, its moral its morals um, with their gorgeous bodies and great costumes. He gets sort of lost in the sauce a little bit because he really likes the way the costumes look, but like uh, eventually he finds his way back to like this communist menace must be stopped, but he yells it and he has a cigar. It's a Cuban cigar and he doesn't understand the irony. of <laughs> Okay. He's just, AJ, what are your thoughts? There's a very small subset of these people who are just, they, they don't even care about the Russia part. They're just upset that the wasp costume doesn't feature more cleavage. Oh, okay. Wow. Interesting. Yes. I, I 1980s love this. incel reference. Love yeah. it. I love this because you know that there's like, there's the cell of them haha, uh, that is huh? saying there's not enough cleavage, right? But then there's also yeah. those that are like, why does it have to be so form fitting, right? Like, right. have some modesty as yes. you're being a suit. So, like, like, like a there's 1900s bathing suit, but it's a wasp costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, like moms against dr- drunk driving or whatever, right? Sure. Like, to be clear, that is a good function that is a good right. cr- uh, crap right. but i mean like good some use of sort mom's of time. right some sort of like mom's crowd being formed to be like hello we're not teaching the right lesson and then like right. dads of america being like where's where where are them biddies uh-huh you know i will say the movie itself kind of does this because ant-man gets a really cool pose and wasp just kind of breasts boobily onto the missile no the cool like i will say the fl- when she like Goes out the tether and her like wings flare out and yeah. it flaps like that. That's a pretty cool pose. But then she it's is like basically about to sort of commit. It is like almost the Jesus crucifixion, mm. right? Interesting. Which is like maybe a little sacrilegious, but it is like I'm about <laughs> to do a Van grand. <laughs> Janet Van Dyne for our sins. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. She, you know, kind of grows cross out and then she goes through and she sacrifices herself, her, you know, herself, herself. In a way, you know. Well, there's more of her in the quantum mania. Man mm-hmm. couldn't remove the plate of sin from the missile of the devil, so she had to sacrifice herself on our behalf so that she could uh, defeat death. And is that uh, from the Book of Mormon? It's actually from the Lord of the Rings. It's, oh, sorry. Yes. Okay. It's Ant Man and Wasp in Messiah Mania. <laughs> quantum Messiah Mania. Have I'm you seen? Sure. The uh, church that did like a Avengers musical for Easter where Iron Man is crucified and then they like and then he's like risen again like later. No, I am not kidding about this. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. The boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. This clip is the only clip we see of them being heroes, and it fails. And the, the his thing that he made breaks, and he loses his wife. And yeah, they save that they you know they stop the missile, but like, it's like the worst example. Like it's it's a bad clip to be the only clip we have of them being a hero. It's like, and then we dressed up in our stuff, and my and my scientific stuff shrank us down, and it was awesome. Then I I had a malfunction that happens. It's fine. Your mother didn't. She did the thing. Right. She broke safety protocols. Anyways, it was a bad look for us. Let's go to the next flashback. Oh, there is none. That's it. We only get to see this one tragic failure instead of all the times that we succeeded and saved the day and stuff. I mean, they saved the day, but like at what cost and stuff like that. 
Like we don't see, and we don't even get the context of like, oh no, the flag smashers are trying to blow up the Moscow or whatever. Um, it's just literally, anyways, here we are. And there we are coming back at 50% return rate. I think though that it does actually paint a pretty large picture though, right? Because I feel like what you do is you kind of say there are all these other stories that he could tell. Yeah. But this is the one that he obsesses about because <laughs> right. it's right. the it's like it's the failure, right? Right. And it's probably like we don't know how long they necessarily were in like running around doing this stuff. I don't think he ever gives us a scope on that front. Right. But like at the very least from uh, the end game. 70, yeah. Yeah. Like, because like, I don't know if he's necessarily running around as a hero yet. He may have just only created the helmet that lets him talk to ants at that point. Right. And like, that's the creation of the pin particles and stuff. Right. But like somewhere between there and now, he's been off running around being a hero and doing these things. Um, and there's been like great success. And like, you don't have to share those stories necessarily because it's like, you know, at this point, it's like, yeah, you know, like if he did it for that long, you know that it was like that it was going well. Which is um, funnier. He he does this stuff where he can shrink down, he can talk to ants. Mm-hmm. And then he meets Janet and he has to get her on board with also wearing a suit and also shrinking down and also being a mm-hmm. Or they're already together and she's like, oh, yeah, he's kind of a nerd, like a scientist guy. It's fine. He's working on like he's like an entomologist or whatever. And then one day he comes home and he says, honey, two things. I did it. Also, here's a, I bought you a present and it's a new outfit. But when you open it, I ha- let me explain. Like he's like she's like oh my gosh that's so forward he's like it's not what you think it's not as booby as lots of people are going to want it to have been <laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I also was thinking that it would be really funny if uh she shrank down so fast that she missed the circuits entirely <laughs> morbid though huh he's like. like- she sacrificed herself, and yet thousands of people still thousands died. Of people died, and she died. She left us for nothing. Anyways, <laughs> this is my new girlfriend, Cindy. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I mean that's rough. I mean, like it's interesting too, though, right? Because there's also, whoa, okay, this is going to be very out of context, but okay. uh, I'm assuming. Uh, so you, because you said that you, you know, kind of started with. Um, Iron Man, something like that. So, uh, have you seen all of them since then, or have you kind of moved about here and there? Okay, but but you did see like Avengers one then. So imagine Hank Pym also being like, "How upset are you that you once stopped the missile with your partner, but you lost your partner, and it was like this you know big terrible thing, and then the Avengers come in." A nuclear missile is launched at the city of New York, and Iron Man not only saves the day by moving that you know that thing like out of the way, sends it into outer space, and still survives. Right, so it's like right, it's like all these heroes get to come out and do these things, and they get to succeed, whereas he lost. I was going to play a game called uh, "Who Saves the Day," and it was going to be about New Jersey pop punk band saves the. No, it was um, it was okay. going to be. Um, which superhero would have done a better job of not coming back with 50% return rate? And the answer is someone whose power is big and powerful, not can get real small. Yeah. 
<laughs> like size going down in this situation is not helpful. I mean, like, sure, if you can get through the plating, but he couldn't. So mm-hmm. like a Hulk sort of deal would have been cool. Could you use the little shrinky stuff to like make whether it's the full missile or some part of the missile smaller? No, they for sure should have. And it has to be that they didn't know how to do it. But they, how would they not know how to do it on inanimate objects? If they knew how to do it on animate objects. Yeah, no, that's the solution. That's the correct like, answer. Surely, okay, so they, the, from what we saw, there's no screws on this thing. Right, so like I'm also kind of like, how bolt. do they, yeah. how do they bolt this thing on? Yeah. 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 So it's like, but could you just like make the weld job small? Could you make one of the random plates smaller? Could you make a fin on the thing smaller? So instead of flying straight now, it's like veering off. Like, could you just crash into the ocean? Like, <laughs> yeah, surely. turn it around. Yeah, yeah. Turn around. Right, uh, and then they have to do it again because it happens multiple times in the song. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, Hopefully okay, it's an odd number of times. Not to, not to like be like guys telling. Well, not not to oh. be guys like saying I could do this better than a woman could, which I realize is how it's going to kind of come across. But like, how would you have saved? Like, hypothetically, you're in this position, right? How do you two save the day? How does U2 save the day? No. Well, Bono comes in no. and wait, what preloads an album onto the missile. <laughs> I think the way to do it no. is you call your best friend the Hulk and have him eat it because he can't die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. I like that. Luke Cage? Luke Cage? It's still super strong. Is he functioning Could, yet? Uh, oh, no. Remember, he's like... Uh, yeah, he's like a kid. He's like he? three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and super, listen, super small, super, stuff. super destructible. Yeah, his skin mega destructible, right. so destructible. <laughs> what I love about choosing a three-year-old is that you have not fixed the they're too small f- format. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, still a problem. It's still a problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Wait, can we go back a little bit because there's something that we said earlier that it's grating on me. Colin, you you had said earlier that Hank sees this Iron Man mission to take out the missile and it's like, oh god, one that went well, not me. Whoops, never could be. Imagine you're Iron Man and you meet Paul Rudd and his dad Hank and they tell you about this missile story and now suddenly you're like, you mean to tell me that S.H.I.E.L.D. traumatized me and they already had a guy? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But here, it even goes further than that. I don't think we've seen it yet, because I think it happens next year or the year after that, in 1989, right. I think. Yeah. But uh, Howard Stark knows Hank Pym. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, theoretically, Tony knows, knows it's Uncle story. Hank. And also, when, and also, when was Uncle Hank going to tell me that he knew Paul Rudd? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only is there already a guy for that, yep. it's Uncle Hank. He's right. the MCU Keanu Reeves. You know and the you guy know... from Thanksgiving and Christmas and... July you know that barbecues? was an awkward Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. When it was like, uh, it's like so. Uh, you know, I saved the world. It's like okay, and you know, like, and then he he goes off and it's like, whoa, Uncle Hank. Yeah, everyone's just drinking a lot because it's the yeah. late eighties. Uh, and so like was, you can see funny. the moments in the movie where in the comic book they would switch the cell right, shading exactly, from right? completely opaque eyes still to transparent exactly eyes so you can see <laughs> facial expressions. Paul Rudd is in one of those flashbacks still looking exactly the mm-hmm. same like as he was right. like is now today. You're like, whoa, what? Hey, what's going on, guys? 23 Skidoo. Yeah. My last my last uh, talking point, though, is I would contend this is the most comic booky 
scene that we've covered on Timeline Scavengers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it, you can almost see the panels. Mm-hmm. Like, the speech bubbles. The, like, yep. you know, uh, the text boxes that are his narration. Like, yes. Yeah. It's, it's a 1963 comic book reference for if sure. i may i even feel like it feels like you could almost see the little text box that like shows you the full story that says like see ant-man number yeah. like legacy number 283 <laughs> right you know for the full yeah. you know spiel yeah but, like this is just a flashback so they're showing you this stuff from like oh they're going oh they're recanonizing this because like right. we had a timeline reset at some point you know this is not they're the like, greatest ant-man they're... story in the world right this it's just, just a tribute flashback. right oh well, those are the end of my talking points. I don't know if either of you have anything else you wanted to say or if we should uh, shrink on down and uh, do our best to knock some stuff around on our way out. Uh, well, mine isn't. Oh, no. Wait. This is what I get for daily maintenance. Ugh. I guess it's up to me, the missile, to finish my mission. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for joining us here on Timeline Scavengers. Uh, we will see you all again real soon. AJ, thank you for joining us. Uh, yes, where can people you. find you on the internet, by the way? Uh, I'm on Twitter at AJ underscore Gennaros. That's G-A-N-A-R-O-S. Uh, I'm also on uh, Instagram and on TikTok as AJ underscore the underscore Slayer. I know it's a lot of underscores. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's the internet. It's, There's it's, always it's, underscores. It's just two, right? Well, if if you think yeah. cross platform, there's I just use underscores for everything. Oh, okay. Fair, right. yeah, four or five. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that, that could be quite a few, but hey, no big deal. Um at least it's not like XX, like the you know, uppercase X, little case X, and then the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's You're, what mine is everywhere. You yeah, know, exactly. like my old AIM usernames. Exactly. I need, I, miss, I need everyone to know uh that they can't send me uh internet alcohol over the internet so that I I'm not going to drink it. They try to DM me an alcohol. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't download a whiskey, would you? Um, <laughs> I need people to know that I'm making my own internet whiskey at home. Oh, good, good. Oh, wow. What kind of cask do you put that in? Amontillados. Oh, mm, good, wow. good. All right, well, thank you for joining us here on Timeline Scavengers, everyone. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. I'm Major Generis. Excelsior.